Hey guys, and welcome to the Family Business Indaba podcast. We are the voice of African family business, promoting generational wealth and generational legacies. And my name is Susan Tendi. And I am Nika Amani. And we're going to be taking you through the journey of African family business. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second annual Women in African Family Business Conference. I'm so excited to have you all here joined. And today we have an incredible guest who's built an incredible legacy in Nigeria and um, has built this beautiful and um, formidable business. And uh, we're so excited to have her because she was on our wish list of speakers uh, for 2022. Uh, We're just waiting for her shortly. She'll join us and then we will get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the second annual African Women and Family Business. And today I'm so excited to have with us Mrs. Adenike Ogunlesi. She is the founder of Rough and Tumble, the chief responsible officer for Gatimo Limited, and she has an MBA from Lagos Business School. She's more than 35 years in the garment and fashion industry, and she has transformed the children manufacturer and retail industry in, and instantly internationalizing it into an incredible, incredible brand. She's also the founder and chief responsible, responsibility officer of that single group of companies, um, the parent company to Africa's foremost premium children's clothing brand, Rough and Tumble, and Nigeria's leading garment manufacturing company, which is Gatimo Apparel. She is an award-winning fashion entrepreneur, garment manufacturer, and business leader and international speaker. And we are so excited to have her with us today sharing her story. Welcome, Mum. Apologies, everyone. I think we're just having a bit of technical difficulties. I think it's a bit of technical difficulties. We're just waiting for our speaker to rejoin us. So, good morning, ladies. Um, from, I guess, from all over the world, wherever it is that you're joining from. Um, I would like to say a big congratulations to the founders of the African Women and Family Business Association, Nike and Sisi. Um, thank you for bringing to our collective consciousness the importance of sustaining and growing family businesses through generations, subsequently creating generational wealth. By, by shining a spotlight on the need for us to grow family businesses, we are teaching younger women the importance of growing generational wealth. This year's theme, Phoenix, I find so apt, as it is a call for African women to rise regardless of the biases that we face, socially, economically, politically, culturally, and educationally. And of course, on the home front. My grandfather, for example, educated all his sons, but didn't educate any parts of Africa where they are not being educated. And this is such a huge disservice because education empowers women to know what they want, um, how to go about it, uh, and of course, gives them the opportunity to be able to fulfill purpose and to be able to be the truest and highest expression of themselves, regardless of wherever it is they find themselves. As women in Africa, we will not let our circumstances, and we have never done, let our circumstances define us. Rather, we are choosing to create the experiences that we choose to have. 
Today, as I share my story, permit me to go back a little bit. When I look back at where I've come from, I know for sure that empowering women economically and financially is not one woman's job, but a collective mission for us all. Those who have changed the narrative must stretch out a hand to pull up other women as they fulfill what I call the first of my three C's. As women, we must consistently show up with the first thing, good character. The second thing, competence, our emotional as well as our technical skills in such a way that we cannot be ignored. The last C, our capacity, our ability to deliver. This involves the second set of my three C's. To deliver, to deliver, we must learn to collaborate what we desire to see. I started out as a young mother of three. I was married and was determined to break the generational cycle of broken homes and marriages I grew up with. I watched my mother as far back as I can remember trading fabrics. She was a librarian. And in the 1960s, there were no libraries in Abirukuta. So what was she going to do? She found a fabric in the market called Adire and decided to fulfill that part of her life, fulfill that part of her creativity that enabled her to take the fabric from indigo blue and give it expression in multicolors, different colors of Adire, and then begin to make clothing from the remnants. What did I learn from my mother? She had an interest. She was determined. She got started. She committed and remained consistent. She built a business that fed and educated my brothers and I. From my mother's story, I learned to use what I have to get what I want. Her focus was to be economically empowered. The freedom and choice it affords us as women is non-negotiable. I watched my mother's life change the more money she earned and the more she grew financially. To be committed, even if you find that you don't have all the answers, you don't know the way, but just start, just begin. Because you have a compelling vision of the future that you desire to create. And therefore, it is important that you focus all your energies on what is... Please go ahead, Ma. Um, I'll just have to ask you to start your video again. Um, Yes, I'm back up again. I'm terribly sorry about this. No problem. And so I joined my mother's business um, when I was very young. But I realized also that this wasn't what I wanted to do. Ma'am, I want to just ask you to just switch on your video again. I don't know. It, um, we seem to have lost video. It's going off again. Yes. Okay. It's back on again. Okay. Right, thank you. There we go. So I joined my mother's business um, not knowing what I wanted to do, but I just wanted to do something uh, uh, in the meantime. Um, and I realized after I had three small children that this wasn't what I wanted to do. And by some stroke of, whether it's luck or whether it's me paying attention, um, I think it's more me paying attention. I noticed that there was a gap in the children's clothing industry in Nigeria. And so I decided that I'm going to try, given the knowledge that I have from the clothing industry, I'm going to try and come into uh, um, the clothing industry on my own, but this time I'm building a business for children. So... What was the value I was going to offer? 
what was the what was the quality I was going to offer. Quality was very important to me uh, at the time because I was a young mother with three children and I needed to be able to um, to to recycle my children's clothing. It was one of the things that was important to me. Pass them down to the next child. I had two daughters and a son, so at least between the girls, I should be able to do that. And so I wondered if there were any other mothers like me out there. And I just made a, a, uh, um, a set of pajamas and decided to try and sell them um, from outside the, the school, from the entrance of the play school, um, with these pajamas in the boot of my car. Um, and some people were very kind, some people were not so kind. But for everyone that was kind, I realized that there was something, there was a gap in the market and I could fulfill that gap. And so I began my entrepreneurship journey. And the challenges of entrepreneurship of my journey were really is what really created the woman I am today. As they say, what does not break you builds you. The biggest challenges I faced began with myself. What kind of leader did I want to be? Getting clarity and deciding on how I was going to show up. What was the compelling vision of the future I wanted to create? What type of leader did I want to be? What type of leader was I going to choose to be? What values defined me? What standards did I choose to uphold? Perhaps at first glance, nothing prepared me for this. But I found a book, The Power of Positive Thinking, and this led to finding and reading books like by Tony Robbins. By Hello, ma'am. I think we lost you once again. I'm not quite sure. Yes, it seems the internet is um, trying us out today. Thank you all for your patience. Uh, we'll just wait for our guest to rejoin us. We're getting there anyway. Um, I think we have one last question for you from um, one of our attendants uh, who's asking, with all that you know now, what advice would you give to your younger self? The biggest advice I would give to my younger self is, and this too will pass, um, because when we are in a situation, we tend to think the world is about to end. And when you're younger, we haven't grown in wisdom because wisdom comes with experience. And so with what I know now, I would have said to her, this too will pass. Love yourself. Embrace every part of yourself. Focus on what it is that you want to do. You define you. And just know that the world is big and there's space for you. There's space for whatever it is you want to do. So create that space within you, both emotionally and mentally. Because once you're able to do that from within you, there is nothing in the outside world that you cannot overcome. So to my younger self, you can be, do, and have anything that you desire. Whatever you're going through, this tool will pass. Thank you. Incredible. Thank you so, so much, ma'am, for joining us and sharing your story. Despite the technical difficulties, I think everybody that uh, joined us today um, was inspired and uh, they'll walk away from this having been so much richer and wiser because of your sharing. Thank you so much. You're most welcome.
Thank you for having me and good luck with the conference. Thank you, ma'am. Bye now. Bye now.